Welcome to Movies, Movies, Movies on Mornings with Bridie Tanner, featuring Jack and Andre. <laughs> FBI Radio. Cool, 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 cool. Cool, cool, Hey, folks. Hello, Hello. naked film watchers. Hey, <laughs> How are we going today? Super chill. So chill. Kind of exhausted. We watched so many movies yesterday. Yeah, we did like a six-hour marathon of just trash. It was too hot. And the Newtown Festival was on, so we couldn't leave our house. We are barricaded (laughs) in. Mm. How many movies is six hours worth? Okay, honestly, only three. We only watched three, but uh, it was three full-on adrenaline-dosed movies that we're going to review today. We, we've changed the show a little bit, actually. We're going to yeah. do some new releases, and we thought, you know what? We were we going wa- to review... <laughs> we were going to review Lisbeth Salander's new movie. Girl with the spider's web. Transfer me 400,000 kroner. She couldn't me transfer me enough money to get me to Dendi to pay $16 I for it. I came here through the elevator doors at the airport in Berlin, and we thought yeah. we were going to do that, but then we changed our mind last minute because we thought, you know what? You don't watch six hours of <laughs> trash core for nothing, and we're going to bring you our experiences today. Yeah, well, before that, should we get into movie news? <laughs> movie news! So, huge bushfires have ravaged uh, California at the moment, as you guys have been, as you guys have noticed, watching Lady Gaga's Insta stories. And the fires have actually reached the Panorama Ranch, which is a location of a lot of film sets. So, people, places, people, places, people are moving, people, people are moving around. Are moving. But uh, the Westworld set, where the HBO show Westworld is filmed, has been burnt to the ground. Oh. The show isn't in production at the moment, but actors are feeling very weird and eerie about the situation. The Kardashians have evacuated. That's right. Uh, Guillermo del Toro, famous film director, has evacuated Ali as well. from A Star is Born has evacuated. Par- the Paranormal... Ra- pa- paranormal? Paramount. 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 Uh, ranch has been the location for a lot of film shootings over the years. It's a historical piece of cinema land. Jack, yeah. next news. Beth Ditto has been talking about her acting style. She's on a new TV show with, um, that's, I think the showrunner is Kirsten Dunst or Kirsten Dunst is in it. It is Kirsten Dunst, the showrunner. It is yeah. Kirsten Dunst. Mm. And she's making this kind of wild show about rednecks in Florida. And she's just talking about how much she relates to rednecks and doesn't actually know any Republican redneck women. And she's well, ready to like inject herself into it. But tying it back into like acting, she was saying, I don't think that I can act. I'm just really good at talking. So anyone who saw Don't Worry, you don't, Can't Get Far on Foot, He Won't Get Far on Foot, will know that Beth Ditto is like steals the show in that movie. Mm. And speaking of talking, two people have walked out of a screening of A Star Is Born in New Zealand and have spoken of their complaints of the suicidal references in the film. So the New Zealand Film Board have officially included suicidal themes in the film's rating, which I think is very necessary and which very Which is totally necessary. It's a horrible film. Don't go see it anyway. And it does glorify suicide. So yeah. it should just be banned. But Charlize Theron, on a more spiteful note, has confirmed that she will never do porn. <laughs> Don't laugh like a creep. You're right. I'm she's, actually. I'm really like, what was... wouldn't you do? Because she's like, oh look, I've done Monster, mm. I've done Tully, I've I've done Mad Max. Tully. And like, what wouldn't you do? And she's yeah. like, you know what? I, I'm not going to do porn. It was in an interview for IndieWire, and it just surprises me because as an actress who's done, who's played a serial killer, it surprises who's played you. a hand. Yes, yeah, it only surprises us because we would do porn. Oh no, she would never do mainstream porn she would never do real porn but she would I'm surprised that she wouldn't do like a pornographic biopic or something or, totally. or, or like some like I Oscar mean, Beatty role about a porn star like an Anna Nicole Smith now she type said thing. she won't she's probably thinking about doing it oh true that there'll be people being like yeah you should actually do it yeah, yeah let's absolutely. line up some scripts for Shelley Theron <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's just the plug like the plug to get people to actually approach her with those scripts I don't Indeed. know about this segment <laughs> <laughs> anyway let's take a track now this is a request from the film ones Fire by Beth Ditto 
Two reviews. One review. And then and then another review. Two reviews. <laughs> Two reviews. Two reviews. Two What do you have for us today? We have... Uh, first up, let's just clarify that. Well, we were going to do Fahrenheit 11.9, which yeah. makes me think of Beth Ditto, who we just played, who is, like, a proud redneck. And I learnt in Fahrenheit 11.9 that rednecks are called rednecks because it was part of the union movement mm. and they would wear red bandanas around their neck. And it's That's actually, true. like, a really deeply prideful, like, leftist movement. And we're also going to review the Palm Door winner of this year's Cannes Film Festival, Shoplifters, Japanese film. But then we thought, you know what? We didn't watch those trash movies over the weekend for nothing, okay? <laughs> we are bringing you need some Trasho Mundo. So we're going to bring you two queer core reviews ahead of Ingrid Dykeman's interview later, later on the show. And we're starting with a special tribute of John Waters films. <laughs> Here we go. So thanks to two John Waters films that Jack and I watched over the weekend, Multiple Maniacs and Desperate Living, I'm hit with a behind-the-eyes migraine, exhausted head, farty body, bung brain, body aches, bloated frittaloo, and all in the best way. Because John Waters just gets it. He's a filmmaker who knows how to dish wish fulfillment in films where each scene follows on from something better than the previous five minutes. His films are Adrenaline Americana, think transgressive, cult, queer core, poison with violent spewing sprees and sexuality that would make peaches, the fruit and the singer, ejaculate by themselves. Multiple Maniacs is weirdly amazing, formally clean and tight but visually pussy, and Desperate Living is a bonkers girl interrupted with buckets of F, the gay F, the naughty F and femininity. His films are like watching a Czech art film hungover from Tostitos and Orange Juice because John Waters' influences aren't as dope as who he's actually inspired, every major queer film director of our time. But ultimately, put simply, John Waters' films will literally make you cream with happiness. Jack, are you tired from watching all the films we watched yesterday? Or I'm exhausted, you... but I'm also invigorated. And this invigorated. is what we need. These films that we went back to visit the original before they got sanitized and sort of institutionalized to just get inspiration. Mm. And I think everyone listening should go back and watch the first films from the craziest directors of all time. We initially chose to do these films this week because we thought that Australian films were boring. And we wanted to send <laughs> a message to the Australian film industry that we need some exciting queer filmmakers to make some hectic movies that are messy and not technically good. I'm yeah. sick of films that are technically good but inspirationally boring. Give us some cream. Okay, so I'm going to be talking about Almodovar's uh, first film, Pedro Almodovar from Spain. I always say Almodovar, but is it, is it Almodovar? I think it's Almodovar. Almodovar? Almodovar? I don't know. Almodovar, someone text in, please, we're desperate to know how to pronounce Pedro Almodovar's name. <laughs> Within the first 10 minutes of Pepe Lucci Bomb and other girls like Mum, you see things that you never knew you wanted, but Almodovar knew you did. A rapist policeman getting beaten up by opera singers in exchange for weed. A teenage punk dyke pissing in the face of a masochist 40-year-old housewife who loves it. And a closeted gay man encouraging his wife to grow a beard and organising a party downstairs to watch where gay men all compare erections. Amadovar's low-budget first feature of Piss, Fart and Blood shows off his love of women and erases the long history of fascist Spain in one hit of 1980s underground queer amor. A punk dyke teenager, a housewife and a yuppie are cross-generational best friends in a film never so shocking that it loses its warm heart. Pepe Lucci Bomb cherishes the women and their friendship at its centre, and while the content might need a warning, it makes you wonder how everything got more violent and more serious and less liberated. It's a perfect movie to watch after a long, humid, bushfiery day of activity or activism to take off all your clothes and cuddle your best friends to. 
I want that underwear as well that she advertises where, like, if you fart in it, it turns into perfume. If you piss in it, it changes colour and looks like you put on a new pair. Or if you roll it up, you can use it as a dildo. Oh, the Pouton underwear. The Pouton underwear. The underwear that the lead actress has to market in her marketing job. Yes, I love this film. I thought it was great to see a closeted man <laughs> on screen. Such a rare thing to see. <laughs> and I... I you listed all the great things about the film, but to me, I felt like they might have sounded better on paper because there were some parts where I felt like some of the great things that you said didn't quite hit it for me. But then I realised, you know what, Ange, you're just being you tired what? up. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Sorry, but you find a way to just kill the joy in something. No, I do. That's what I'm here for, Jack. <laughs> to kill the joy in movies. Um, but we are reviewing these films because Ingrid Dykeman's coming into the studio and sh- they are the runner, runner, curator... Of organizer, manager, organizer. inventor of Pink Flamingos, which is our favorite underground cinema in Sydney, full of beautiful old velvet chairs mm. and great old queer movies. And I think is also named after the famous John Waters film, Pink John Flamingos. Film, uh, not his first, but probably his most famous. And we're happy that they're here to talk about trash with us. <laughs> Bless. Well, I'm taking a track now. This is Hawana with I'm Safe. <laughs> Sydney Spotlight. We're lucky enough to have Ripper Gently in the house, the host of Pink Flamingo Cinema deep in Marrickville. Ripper, <laughs> it's great to have you here. It's beautiful to be here and you're looking fine on this wonderful morning. Thanks for having me on the show. I love it. Absolute pleasure. Oh, is this Matthew McConaughey or what? <laughs> so, Ripper, <laughs> we brought you in because we want to talk about your... Oh my God, should I be doing... I, I knew you'd do this to me. <laughs> Just immediately break character. Okay, Ingrid, please tell me all about Pink Flamingos. Yeah. Uh, for people who don't know what it is. For people who don't know what it is, it is a, uh, a small independent screening space uh, based out of a warehouse in Marrickville. Uh, you can find us doing screenings at least once a week. We specialise in art, trash, art, new works, old works, forgotten works. Uh, we like to do a range of, I guess, what you'd call cult cinema through to, yeah, new works from emerging filmmakers uh, locally based in Sydney. But I kind of feel like it's sort of a screening space that shows something that you don't normally see in screening spaces in Sydney. Am I right or am I right? That is absolutely what we go for. Like, it's great that a lot of the larger screening spaces, your Hoyt's Derivatives and the Fantastic Ritz up in Randwick are doing cult cinema nights. But I feel like what they're delving into is an accepted cult canon. So it's movies that you've seen before that you recognise the title of. You want to go out and you want to share that cinema experience. That's great. Uh, What we're trying to do is something that's a little bit different. That's something that's, yeah, stuff you may not have had a chance to see before that you may not have known existed that may never have been shown before. I'm mm. sorry if it's directed by Spielberg, it's not cult. I know, if it's Back to the Future again, <laughs> it's not cult. I mean, okay, I don't want to shit on that film, but you know what I mean. You can no. shit on it, it's I fine, he's not going to get mad. We're talking the Kushar brothers, yeah. uh, we're yeah. talking Le- um, oh, the devils, <laughs> I'm not going to say it in French, it's too embarrassing. <laughs> Le- <laughs> Le- 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 the diabolique. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no, yeah we're talking a lot of shot on video classics, mm. um, some of which have only recently been restored to any sort of viewable format. Um, we're talking stuff from, yeah, young filmmakers who may not have shown anything outside of to their friends. Yeah, but also just really beautiful art films as well. And you, uh, like not like mainstream art films, but aren't you showing a Wong Kar Wai film this Wednesday? Is that what in the realm of It's love? not a Wong Kar Wai. No, no, it's... Why um, nothing else wrong with Wong Kar Wai? Who cares? Okay, moving on. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's uh, like I said, Oshima, it's uh, in the realm of the senses. Um, so, yeah, stunning art film. But again, something you may not have had a chance to see. It was banned until 2009 from the 70s through to then um, because of its unsimulated sex scenes in 
and very explicit content, uh, but also it's very, very strong anti-authoritarian bent, um, which is a really, uh, really large part of the film. People remember the sexual element, but not so much the, the genuinely subversive content. So what's, like, the most important thing for a healthy scene? Because we're talking about all these films that I think came out of, like, a reaction to fascism Mm -hmm. or a reaction to, like, established art. And we're talking about how do we make Australian cinema good again? How do we make it good again? Or good for the first time ever. Funding? Mm. Funding helps a lot. What, what, like, what we personally can do, um, I think, is taking not so much aping the style of movies like a Maldivar, like John Waters, that came before. Often you'll see people, I, I think, trying to mimic the form and not what their inspiration was so rather necessarily uh trying to you know fill it with imagery that looks the same coming from that do-it-yourself standpoint coming from that can-do-itiveness and working together as a team and as a community to actually make things rather than just getting caught up in in you know it could be better it could be like this just actually getting things done it's about like doing it, not the aesthetics. Mm. Yeah, yeah, just actually getting something done out there and getting a body of work and, and showing it to people. What's your dream film to program at Pink Flamingos? A dream film to program at Pink Flamingos uh, would probably be uh, Goonies. Um, no, it would be. <laughs> <laughs> Get out. Yeah, no, I, I would uh, genuinely love to show uh, a movie called Hard Ticket from Hawaii, which flies in the face of all of the art and do-it-yourself culture that I've spoken about, just because it's one of my favourite trash films ever. It features bikini babes in Hawaii, and a guy gets decapitated um, with a frisbee. <laughs> so it's just, it's a perfect movie, really. It's a perfect cinema classic. It's a yeah. perfect cinema classic. Thank you so much for coming in. No uh, Pink Flamingos really is the heart of uh, the burgeoning DIY scene in Sydney. Thank you very much. You can find us on uh, Facebook or Instagram at Pink Flamingos Cinema, and uh, we're based on Sydney Street in Marrickville. And this, and this Wednesday, it's in the realm of the senses. This Wednesday is in the realm of the senses. Sure is. And it's free entry and really cheap drinks. Uh, well, donation. Oh, entry by donation. Donation. Entry by... No, no drinks. No drinks. Just entry by donation. <laughs> That's no right. <laughs> there we go. Days. <laughs> Pink flamingos in a nutshell. Thanks for having me. No worries. We're going to take a track now from Straight Arrows. Out and down. We'll see the film lords next week when they return for Movies, Movies, Movies. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.